before we were in business, there really there wasn't a consistent way for a chef or even a, a consumer to get consistent, steady access to North Carolina seafood. Now, yes, you could go to a fish market and you could find some seafood that could be from North Carolina. Maybe it wasn't. It could be you know, squid. It could be salmon. I mean, just all these different things that consumers want. But we, we decided we wanted to be different and unique, and we felt that we could bring a higher quality product in if we just focus on North Carolina seafood. We even have people that come and get seafood from us at the farmer's market before they head to the beach because they know that it sounds crazy, but they know that it's, it's local product. It's going to be high quality. They're, they're, they, they believe in what we're doing. And they trust us. And uh, that, to me, speaks volumes if you're buying your seafood and rye before you go to the beach. This is Hook Broadcasting from the Working Narrative Studio. Hook is a real people media project. Hi, I'm Maggie Burns, and this is Hooked. In the last episode, we spoke with Barry Nash, who explained the gap in distribution routes of North Carolina seafood. Today, we're hearing from Ryan Speckman, a businessman who is doing his best to combat that issue. This is the story of how Ryan's business, Local Seafood, came to be. My name is Ryan Speckman. I am 42 years old, and I am originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. My experience growing up with seafood was, you know, frozen seafood from like Sam's Club. What I realized is a lot of customers in the Raleigh area, the Triangle, they didn't know the difference between good seafood and bad seafood. And so once we started to get people on, you know, local local stuff, our business just kind of, kind of took off. I went to NC State and got a degree in fisheries and wildlife science. When I graduated, I got a job with an environmental consulting company and they promptly put me out on a project that was at the coast. So I was stationed there for the better part of a decade, working with endangered species and wetland delineations, things like that. My time there, most of my neighbors were commercial fishermen. Uh, I kind of observed the fishing industry from a different perspective. Uh, My entire life, I've always been a recreational fisherman. And so I saw the realities of commercial fishing and the seafood industry. And around 2008, 2009, when uh, the economy turned south, my job changed where I was traveling a lot more and it wasn't necessarily conducive to my life. So I tried to figure out a way to maybe reinvent myself. And I I was always, when I moved back to Raleigh, I was always boggled by the fact that uh, there was a lack of truly local North Carolina seafood. And a lot of the seafood markets, they were only two and a half, three hours away from Raleigh, state capital. And I, you know, I didn't understand why. A lot of my buddies, we'd always kind of joked around about, my commercial fishing buddies joked around about, you know, getting seafood and throwing it in the back of my truck and taking it to Raleigh and selling it on the side of the road. And I had my day job still, but on the weekends, uh, I would go to the coast, get shrimp, right off the boat, and then I'd bring it back and I would sell it on the side of the road. I convinced my buddy, my college buddy, Lynn Peterson, to, to go in on this venture. Within about, I don't know, a few months, I felt like the opportunity was viable enough to grow a legitimate business out of it. And it took me, like I said, a few months before I quit my day job. And then Lynn Peterson followed suit about a year later. And we kind of just developed this program where we'd go to the coast and get our own fish and shrimp and crabs, bring it back. And we would settle on the side of the road, literally out of the back of a pickup truck, just selling shrimp with the cash we had in our pocket. And we got into farmer's markets started getting phone calls from chefs five or six years into it we were really selling most of our seafood to chefs in the triangle ryan's one small operation has turned into a business that serves fresh north carolina seafood to restaurants grocery stores farmers markets and customers all over the triangle you know we're doing 
uh, most of the higher-end restaurants in the Triangle, and then grocery stores like Weaver Street Market and Whole Foods. And, uh, you know, we have you know, multiple trucks. You know, we have multiple refrigerated trucks now. We send trucks multiple times a week. And we invested in a facility in Raleigh where we could bring the fish in the rough or whole fish. And the, and the supply chain, the way it works right now, is it's kind of fragmented. From what I've observed, there's not a ton of the seafood coming inland. Um, and there's some, but it really seems it has like a circuitous route where a lot of seafood goes north because there's no, there's really no processing per se in North Carolina. There's no large operate, large scale operations that are cutting and flaying fish. Most of those types of places are up, up in northern, uh, like New England and uh, major cities. So that's a limiting factor in North Carolina. That's why a lot of our fish will leave the state is because it has to get processed somewhere else which is why we realized pretty early in the, in the game that we needed to have our own processing because we need the flexibility to cut fish when we need it and cut fish to order. So we're kind of the pipeline from the coast to the triangle. We haven't really ventured much further out of that radius. We wanted to make sure we could do what we do as best as possible. We, we didn't want to spread ourselves too thin. You know, there's still opportunity out there to get to places like Asheville and Charlotte and try that region. Next. Ryan explains the process that his business goes through to provide fresh seafood for consumers in the Triangle. We're at the coast pretty regularly. It, it does vary a little bit, but it's three to five times a week. It's not necessarily every day, but this week, for instance, we'll be at the coast uh, at least three times, potentially four. And we have certain areas, certain routes we kind of take. And it also is very dependent on weather and seasonality. And you know which fish house is producing fish this, at the same you know, at this particular time. We do typically go to the northern Outer Banks to the Juan Cheese area twice a week, every week, because Juan Cheese is the largest seafood port in North Carolina, and it's probably the most consistent as far as producing fish on a regular basis. You know, Moorhead Beaufort area is another large uh, seafood port. We go there at least once a week, and then we'll kind of bounce around to places uh, you know. Further south, like Hampstead or Oak Island, Southport, Sneeze Ferry. Uh, and I, I'm on the phone constantly trying to figure out who's doing what. I'm, I'm checking the weather. So we kind of do a lot of predicting and uh, forecasting, and we'll send a truck down and try to load it up to make it as, as efficient as possible and then bring it back here. Once we have secu- secured fish in our truck, that's the green light for our sales team to start selling it. And so they'll start advertising that fish. And a lot of days uh, before the truck even gets back from the coast, you know, half that product is already sold, and that's a very efficient way to do things because once it's sold, we can start cutting it, and then we can get it to the consumer the next day. So you, most of the time our consumer is getting a, a product that's only been out of the water for 24 hours or less. None of our competition can compete with that turnaround time. It's, it's just really hard for larger companies to do that, and we're kind of a smaller, nimble company, and, it, and this model works for what we're trying to do and accomplish. We cover the entire North Carolina coast. We have a full staff. Yeah. That are getting, everybody's getting paid livable wages. They even have a health care program now. So it's been kind of cool to see the evolution of it. And then we, we parlayed that into opening an oyster bar in downtown Raleigh and downtown Durham. In hindsight, uh, not anybody could predict it, but it wasn't the best time to open up a restaurant or oyster bar. But the good news is people have to eat. And uh, you know the distribution business, local seafood, is doing well. Ryan stressed that Above all else, local seafood strives to provide the freshest and safest seafood to North Carolina residents. A lot of people didn't have the, the, the knowledge base or experience to know the difference between 
really good seafood and you know so-so or bad seafood you know the other big thing other big factor that kind of affects like seafood value is imports and majority of what americans consume in the united states as far as seafood is imported seafood typically comes from asia uh, comes from other places like central and south america as well import seafood is can be produced much cheaper than domestic product and you know there's not they're not necessarily the same standards but from a food safety perspective we feel like the most responsible thing to do is buy domestic product you know, call it in the usa that's the simplest answer it's a little more complex than that but you know if you're if you're buying american produced seafood you're buying from sustainably sourced fisheries you're um, buying you know food that comes from a higher standard as far as food safety goes we've done some 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 uh surveys with people in the past and one of the things that keeps coming up is food safety they feel like they're getting a safer product uh, and then also higher quality so our customer base typically is willing to pay a little more for seafood because they know that they're buying the integrity the quality the safety and it's not it doesn't have any preservatives it doesn't have you know it's not been watered down we're just trying to provide access to a resource that we believe is sustainable it's managed responsibly and we want people to have access and we want it to, to survive in perpetuity for you know, our kids and, and their kids to, to be able to enjoy as well. Ryan left consumers with one last piece of advice. North Carolina seafood is great. We, we love it. We think it's you know, some of the best in the world, really. Uh, but there's other places that produce great seafood, too, obviously. And, you know, we're not trying to downplay the value of seafood outside of North Carolina, but we also believe that your first choice should be to buy a domestic product. A lot of people get confused and they say it's too complicated to understand, like, what should I buy? And I, I just tell them, well, you know, you don't have to buy North Carolina seafood every time. Make sure you buy a domestic product. Start simple, buy domestic, and then work your way up from there. You've been listening to Hook, a project of working narratives in Shoresides. Shoresides is a local journalism project serving coastal North Carolina and beyond. If you can't reach us on VHF, you can email us at info at shoresides.org. Thank you for listening.